today on The Central Moment. Usually the Psalms of Lament resolve themselves with some sort of faith and hope in the Lord. Psalm 88 is the only one that does not. And yet, underlying it all is an assumed confidence in God's loving kindness and responsiveness that gives perspective to everything else. Here's Dr. Jim Bradford with more on The Central Moment. I welcome you to Central Moments today. Great to be with you. I don't know if you're having a good day today or not, uh, but uh, as we continue our series in the Psalms, we come to Psalm 88, which is a psalm for people who are having a bad day, actually. It's one of the Psalms of Lament. Uh, just to give you a flavor of it, verse 3, I am overwhelmed with troubles and my life draws near to death. It doesn't sound very faith-filled, but he's being honest. And this is what the Psalms of Lament do. Go on. I'm countered among those who go down to the pit. I'm like one who, without strength. I am set apart with the dead. And like the slain who lie in the grave, you remember me no more. It's like, God, you forgot me. And you are... Uh, and those in the grave, of course, are cut off from your care, it seems. So this Psalms of Lament are very honest. Uh, there are a number of them throughout Scripture. Usually, uh, And usually they take you on a journey. Like in Psalm 13, a Psalm of Lament, the first two verses about, about the pain, just honest about pain. We can be honest with God about our pain without it being unbelief. And then uh, the pain leads to prayer in the next two verses, which is always a great next step. Let your prayer pain lead you to prayer, and then it finally leads you to praise. And somehow things get resolved by the end of these psalms of lament. Psalm 88 is the one exception. There's no resolving of this. It just stays bitter and dark through the entire psalm, and it won't end with any hope. But let's walk through it anyway. Let's pick it up there in verse 8. For you have taken from me my closest friends. Not, not only... Not only does it seem like you've forgotten me, but uh, this is really lonely right now. It's like all my friends are gone, and you've made me repulsive to, to them. I, like, like they don't even like me anymore. I'm confined and can't escape. We don't know the background of this psalmist's experience, whether he's sick or whether um, he's in prison or whatever it is, but everything seems to have turned on him. My eyes are dim with grief. I've been crying so much. I call to you, Lord, every day, and every day I spread out my hands to you. And then we come to another characteristic of the psalm of, uh, of lament, and that's protest. And sometimes in these psalms of lament, we do see protest, which he does in the next verse. He says, I've spread out my hands to you all day, but why, Lord, do you reject me and hide your face from me? It's like, Lord, why, why don't you answer me? And, and in fact, it's been like this a lot in my life. From my youth, I've suffered and been close to death. I have borne your terrors and am in despair. Your wrath has swept over me. Your terrors have destroyed me. It's like I live with this curse on my life, not, not your blessing on my life. It seems like I, I just have been under your judgment for reasons I don't understand all my life. Life's always been hard. And, and why do you hide your face from me? Why do you reject me? So... This is protest, protest based on the fact that, that God is good. He's not going the, well, maybe you don't exist, God, or, um, or maybe you love everybody else, but you don't love me. He doesn't really go those directions. He just, he just protests that um, what it seems like God should be doing, he's not doing. And then verse 18 is the last verse. You have taken from me friend and neighbor, 
and darkest is my closest friend. End of chapter. <laughs> so this is the one psalm of lament that doesn't seem to resolve anything for us, uh, other than just being honest. I feel like dark. You know, the only friend I have left is darkness. So this is major depression. This is very gloomy. This is very discouraging. And and yet we have this permission from God. We got to work through our pain. We got to work through grief. There is room even to, with reverence, protest the fact that, that God, I, I know you to be a God who answers, but you're not answering me. And the only key to the perspective on this entire psalm is really back in verse 1. I didn't quite start with verse 1. Verse 1 says, Lord, you are the God who saves me. That's the only positive affirmation of faith in this whole chapter. You are the God who saves me. And so day and night I cry out to you. In other words, the perspective by which we view all of our pain, the reason we could even protest our condition to God is that here's the underlying unshakable assumption. I know you saved me. He's not gonna he's gonna end up with my my only friend left in the world is darkness. But I still know this one thing. God, you are the one who saves me. So Father, as we work through our pain, May that be an unshakable conviction for us. We thank you. You do here. We thank you that things sometimes aren't as bad as they just feel when we're in the middle of this pain and loneliness. But it doesn't matter. You are the one who saves us. May that be an unshakable bottom line in our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.